in its simplest form, a brew ratio is the amount of coffee that you start with to the amount of water that you add to the coffee. Us coffee nerds and roasters and baristas, we typically want to talk about brew ratios as weight, the actual weight of coffee, of coffee grinds or coffee beans to the actual weight of water. From Mumble Coffee, this is Coffee 101, a show about, well, coffee surprise. I'm Kenneth Thomas, and every week my coffee friends and I are bringing you the absolute best coffee education you can find out there in the coffee verse. If you're new to the show, we're glad that you're here. I would recommend starting all the way, 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 way back at the first episode in season one because Coffee 101 takes you chronologically on coffee's journey from seed to shelf, and then in season two, we're working on shelf to sip. So this is going to be a really fun season to really figure out what it takes to, I will say, make some of the best coffee that you can out of what you have. So start at the beginning. On the show today... I'm going to be talking to Matt Sapperstone of Nila Coffee in Philadelphia, PA. Katie. Yeah. Do you know anything about what a brew ratio is? No. Well, is it just like coffee to water? Yes. <laughs> Look at yeah. you. That was Woo-hoo. that was pretty good. Yes. So, um it is a it's it's literally that ratio. Okay. So, I don't want to give away the actual like explaining it in the interview itself. But but some may look at this and think, why would you spend a whole episode on the brew ratio? But what yeah. you'll find, especially in the latter part of um my my talk with Matt uh-huh. Sapperstone is Sapperstone. Sapperstone. Sorry. Sapperstone. Just satisfying to say. Continue. Is that um it really does make a difference, and and coffees that might shine um, at shine a certain bro ratio wouldn't shine as much, or no. or might be too much in your face. Like literally shine, or like figuratively. Mm. Figuratively, I got you. Like shine, like um, they would like, be bussant. Uh, 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 no, uh, 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 no, nope. can't use that word. No, but but like if I was like, it's not even bussant. What is it? Bussant. Bussant. Yeah. And I can use that word for, like, food, right? Including yeah. coffee. Like, a coffee yeah. can be bussin', can't it? <laughs> You're just not supposed to use it. Why? Because I'm old? Yes. But I used it correctly, <laughs> didn't I? In a way, yeah. Okay. You mostly Shh. use it for food. Like, if you eat some, like, really good, like, I can use it for coffee or something, you could say, this cake is buss. <laughs> but, like, we kind of keep shortening every single word. I don't know even know where busing came from yeah well today we're going to talk about cough oh okay <laughs> but like it was it was whatever it was before busing then it was busted now it's just bus it's and then it's going to be like bu. Bu. It's, <laughs> this this is bu. see that yeah, sounds like it wouldn't be good but you're you're not wrong okay i digress let's jump into this like conversation okay. with matt sapperstone of neela coffee 
Matt, good to have you on the show today. Great to be here. Thanks for having me, Kenneth. Well, you know, you and I met, we had a roasting competition in Baltimore. And even though somebody, you know, some other time uh, in the future will be listening to this and they may know the result, you are going to the roasting finals, which at least this year will be in Portland, Oregon. So best of luck to you on that. Thank you so much. I'm pretty excited. Still hasn't really sunk in, but I'm yeah. sure it will in due time. Well, you had a you had a good coffee, and um, and I, I think you'll I think you'll do well. But today we're going to talk about brew ratios. Um, it's one of those weird things. You're like, why would you do a show on brew ratios? But it's important. Um, so tell me, like start off with the basic like what like what is a brew ratio well a brew in its simplest form a brew ratio is the amount of coffee that you start with to the amount of water that you add to the coffee um us you know coffee nerds and roasters and baristas we typically want to talk about brew ratios as weight Yep. Uh, the actual weight of coffee, of coffee grinds or coffee beans to the actual weight of water uh, that we use. And of course, this could vary drastically depending on your brew method. Yeah. And so like the two biggest ones, I would say, are drip coffee, um, which is what a lot of our one on ers they'll be used to at home. Um, we're in the coffee shop. And I would say that that ratio is like one to 16 so like one part water to 16 i mean i'm sorry one part coffee to 16 parts water what what are your thoughts i think that's a great uh kind of omni approach Uh, and if you just want one number i think one to 16 is is perfect yeah uh if we're talking about lighter roasts in that setting or or lighter bodied coffees coffees that maybe need a little more extraction to them, I would suggest a one to 17 or maybe even slightly higher one to 17 and a half coffees that are on the medium to darker side uh, or are already pretty robust and don't need as much extraction. I could even go as low as one to 15. Yeah. But one to 16 is a great meeting point for everyone. Yep. And you'll see, um, depending on what you read, uh, yep. Anywhere from one, to 15 to 1 to 18 i i personally think like 1 to 17 1 to 18 is a little weak for me um but yeah 1 to 16 tends to work well for me and then you have espresso so espresso is getting the most uh classic way espresso is 1 to 2 okay i think a lot of people like that 18 grams in or 36 grams out or you know 20 to 40 uh, but one to two seems like the the most accepted and classic ratio for espresso. Right, and you'll see um, again written up. You'll see like one anywhere from one to one to one to three. But most people think of a one to two. Um, it's kind of an easy way to remember it. And like Matt said, it's a you're getting about eighteen grams of coffee. And if, if anybody goes back, Coffee 101ers, and listens to our Coffee Myths episode, and we talked about, you know, what has more caffeine, 
espresso or drip coffee, well, if you're starting with about the same amount of coffee, then there's a good chance you're going to get about the same amount of caffeine. Um, and usually for me, for uh, drip coffee, I use about 17 grams when I'm just pouring a cup for myself. Um, so, yeah, pretty close. So I, I do like an 18 gram, something very similar. And it's funny because we we uh, interact with folks of all different coffee experiences. Uh, we do farmers markets. We uh, you know we email and message with our customers. We do pop up events all over, and uh, we have our our coffee shop. And we just get you know the most broad folks who have no idea how to brew coffee. Yeah. And then when we tell them about coffee ratios, they just balk it. Yeah. at us and say like what are you talking about yeah. you want me to weigh my coffee <laughs> heck yeah we want you to weigh um, your coffee right and i say it's one of the most important things you can do you can buy you can go on amazon and buy a scale for six dollars yeah um, and i highly recommend it but um and then we can get into really intricate conversations with folks about about brew ratios um yeah. so i talk about brew ratios actually a lot with <laughs> yeah with a lot no. of different people yeah, we're we're coffee nerds and we're comfortable with it. And you know, when we're talking about weighing, we're usually talking about grams. Um, you know, when when we say that that eighteen grams to you know whatever um, and stuff like that. You know, one one that's kind of in the middle for me, and I don't know that this is the official recipe for it, but for a AeroPress at home, I personally like. It's, it's, it ends up being about a one to six. It's like if you um, do, I think it's, I'd have to go back and look, but I think it's same thing, about 18 grams in the little AeroPress tube or canister or whatever you call it, and you fill that thing up, you know, that ends up, you know, for me at least being about a one to six. Have you ever tried that? I don't know if I've ever tried one to six. That's interesting. And you don't bypass it? Mm-mm. No, like the traditional air press thing will say, you know, do your, you know, do it and then like add water to make it like one to 16 or whatever. Um, but I just do it and it's like, it's, so here's another thing to think about with brew ratios is you're going to, because you're pulling out and this is time dependent and then concentration of coffee to water dependent you're going to be pulling out different things. And so like we talked in a previous episode um, with Morgan Eckroth about an Americano and a cup of drip coffee are going to taste different, even though their ratio at the end of the day may be close because an Americano, you're pulling that one to two, you know, as an espresso, and you're just going to get different, you know, flavor notes or profile or whatever you want to call it out of that what what are your thoughts or what have you seen with with playing with different ratios yeah absolutely and so we also talk about our different coffees you know we'll always have different coffees on offer we have a few blends and then we have a bunch of single origin coffees and we recommend certain brew methods based on how the coffee roasts and how it cups and, and the different kind of, you know, body, acidity, sweetness, flavor that we get out of it. 
Um, and then of course the, the brew ratios kind of follow that same idea. So we might have a coffee that is really great as an espresso or a French press mm. because it has such great, you know, body to it um, yeah. or depth in its flavor. And then we might have some coffees that are better just as pour overs um, or drip coffees, which mm. might require higher ratios. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and it's also fun to mess with coffees and brew ratios or and brew ratios because you can get completely different even by tweaking in small amounts you can mm. get completely different uh, aspects of the coffee yeah one might be better than the other because there could be like an ideal ratio to get the best possible extraction out of it yeah uh, but it is it is fun um to uh to try slightly different ratios i got a uh, a really a pretty like lightly roasted um where was it from uh it was an ethiopian and it was like a black honey mm-hmm. i think it was black and white roasters in north carolina yeah, yeah, giving yeah. out samples this weekend these beans were so dense and so tiny yeah and the, the roast was pretty light and i did like an 18 to 1 ratio on it yeah and i still had a pretty low extraction huh from it i don't know how i could have gone any higher as yeah. far as ratio, yeah. ratio goes but i have a feeling if i did like a 16 to 1 with that one i would have had a lot of muted muted notes and some mm. under extraction to it we'll be right back i'm kenneth thomas and this is coffee 101 brought to you by humble coffee one thing you'll learn on today's episode is that some coffees shine at, we'll say, a brew ratio of 1 to 2. Some shine at 1 to 6. Some shine at 1 to 16. And it makes a difference in things like the acidity or the fruitiness or citrusiness or whatever you want to call it in a coffee, uh, the body, the aftertaste, the mouthfeel. Uh, so the brew ratio, as you're you're hearing today, is really important. And so... Just a couple of little, you know, kind of fun tidbits for you here is that with Humble Coffee, if you are trying one of our lighter roasts like the Breakaway or Upper 90, I would recommend doing a brew ratio of 1 to 16, so a standard cup of drip coffee. You could also do that for Front Runner or Base Camp, although they are a medium and a dark roasted coffee. But I will say, if you're using it on espresso or something that's a higher concentration, Front Runner can tend to be one of my favorites. So, just some little fun tidbits for you there. If you want to grab some coffee, go to humblecoffee.com or click on the link in the show notes. Now, let's get back to my talk with Matt Saberstone with Nila Coffee in Philadelphia, PA. You know, one thing I think about is uh, I feel like, and, and you kind of alluded to this, is um, some things are going to be better how you change up the brew ratio and, and make stuff shine. And so, in general, I personally feel like, you know, some of those, like a lot of the really lighter roasted coffees do better on drip or pour over uh, because once you start to get a, in more concentrated brew ratio for for any coffee then to me personally everything like acidity body 
um, flavor, aroma, fragrance, you know, aftertaste, all that stuff just tends to like continue to escalate and escalate and escalate. Um, and so it's almost like a lighter roast as a, we'll say espresso. It can be like in your face, you know, like, like, like way, way acidic and fruity. Whereas I feel like a, um, a muted, uh, or like we'll say a medium roast, um, that is really good on drip, honestly, to me, tastes like so much better on, um, espresso. It's got like that chocolate and that, you know, those nutty flavors, um, which I, I really like. And so on, for humble coffee, I know they, they own drip, I'm sorry, on espresso at their shop at the roastery, um, they use kind of more closer to a medium. So, you know, cause you get that sweet nutty, it's just good. It's just good. Right. We, we call that the, or I like to call that the crowd pleaser coffee. Yeah. We yeah. have, we have two blends and one we use for our espresso and then one we use for a drip coffee. And that's like our house, our house blend. And it's really popular. And we try to keep it right in the middle. The espresso one's got, we developed the roast on it a little more yeah, because of that more concentrated brew ratio. Yeah, And we want to get a more balanced extraction from that. And we don't want any, well, we don't want any, but we don't want too much as we don't want the acidity to overpower the sweetness and the body. And in that more concentrated brew ratio, it's harder to extract. So you need a yep. coffee that, that will extract better. And that tends to be coffees that are roasted with a little more development. Right. You know, it, and another, or one last thing I want to say about brew ratios is ristretto, which is an espresso, but just basically with less water, we would say is like a one-to-one to one to 1.5. And lungo or lungo, however you say it, is like a one-to-three to one-to-four. So when anybody, one of wonders out there, if you see that on a menu, or you just want to get crazy and order something like that. That's that's what that is. So you're going on the more concentrated with ristretto or the more diluted side, but just slightly on either side with a lungo or lungo um, than what a standard espresso shot would be. Right. And then I, I also would add to that too, that it's this, you know, don't forget, the starting amount of coffee is the same for both of Correct. those beverages. So you're just getting a different extraction, which then will lead to a totally different experience of the coffee from mouthfeel to acidity to sweetness to body. I yep. liken it to those either like an espresso machine where you have the three buttons yeah, or like a Keurig crate where you have the three buttons and you right. can press the, the really small one or the medium one or right, the tall right, one. Right. Yeah. Or if you're like at a hotel buffet and you see those machines, um, there's a similar kind of idea to what you were just talking about. You know, another interesting thing that I have seen in coffee shops and I, I really enjoy is um, something they may, we'll say that it's, um, it's the roaster trio or, you know, the whatever collection or something like that. But they'll take the same coffee and you get almost like a sampler and you'll get, 
you'll get it as espresso, and it'd be stuff to like share at a table because it'd be a lot of caffeine. But you get like an espresso, and then we'll say you get a one to six on an AeroPress, and then you get a drip or something like that. And so you have so so the beauty is you get to see like all these different you know flavor notes come out um, of the exact same coffee. You're really just changing you know your you know brew ratio, just kind of fun. Yeah, it's fun. So That's tell a fun idea. Tell us about Nila Coffee in the greater Philadelphia, PA area. <laughs> so uh, Nila is a it's a Burmese word. Uh, there's a longer story to it, which I'll spare you, uh, <laughs> but there's, uh, it means sapphire in, in Burmese. Uh, I spent a year living with um, my wife uh, who was working for her company at the time on a project. And uh, so I got to move to Myanmar and, cool. uh, and start my coffee business. And so when I was out there, I have been brainstorming some different ideas for my business. And then when we were there, we realized that there's really great coffee yeah. in Southeast Asia in general. Nobody in America really knows about these coffees. Yeah. And it was a great way for us to carve out our own little niche in the market rather than just be another coffee roaster, especially in a small city like Philadelphia that has a lot of, you know, artisan and specialty coffee roasters. Mm. And so we started the other aspect of what we what we're really proud that we can say we do is we um we have really direct relationships with a lot of the folks that we we buy our coffee from and right. almost all the coffees that we buy and or source and buy and roast are coffees where either we have we are buying them directly from from the producers or the exporters or where we work with a small number of importers that we have a lot of trust in mm-hmm. and their relationships with exporters and producers. And we try whenever we can to buy the same coffees from the same producers year after year after year. So, so uh, long story short, we, we focus a lot on these underrepresented origins around the world, mostly in Southeast Asia, where mm-hmm. there is really good single origin specialty coffee. And most folks have never had a coffee from Myanmar or Thailand yeah. uh, or even a specialty Arabica like a Bourbon or a Typica from, from the mountains in Southern Vietnam. Most people are used to uh, Robusta yeah. and Vietnamese style coffee with really earthy, bitter tones and, yeah. and things like that. So, so we're here in Philadelphia. We have a small roastery uh, and we just opened up our own little coffee shop right outside of Philadelphia called Camellia Coffee House last fall as well. Okay, so Camellia Coffee House. Um, well, that's cool. We'll we'll make sure and we'll put a link to that as well as Nila in the um, the show notes. And uh, I have roasted a coffee before from Myanmar that um, was was really really cool. And then um, I have not had a coffee at all um, from Myanmar until um, you you gave me some samples and and you had one that was. Uh, natural process for our one-on-oneers out there. You can go back and um, listen to our episodes on coffee processing, but that basically we'll sum it up by saying it, it makes it, uh, we'll say a little sweeter in the cup is how I would put it. Um, and it was phenomenal. Oh, thanks. Which one was that? So that we call that coffee Leiwa, uh, and it is a community lot. Um, okay. And that, uh, for folks that don't know, that's just a fancy word for 
when a bunch of uh, small smallholder farmers who maybe have an acre of land, uh, they they grow coffee and they grow fruits and, and teas. And, and so the whole community will combine, or at least those that want to be a part of this collective um, and our members will combine all the, uh, I'll make a joke, the fruits of their labor and yeah. Um, and all that uh, harvested coffee will end up in one drying um, drying station mm. and will be packaged as one lot. So Leiwa refers to a community in northern Myanmar. It literally translates to like four villages or something like that. So it's four little villages in one yeah. community. Uh, and they work through a, a kind of a, uh, it's technically not a co-op, uh, but they're a private uh, a private business that acts like a co-op. So they work with a bunch of other communities around one single kind of big, big town. Yeah. And, uh, and they export their coffees and, uh, and we've been buying coffees from different communities through this co-op or through this company for like four years now. Cool. Um, and they do all natural, they're all naturals, no washed. Uh, they don't have access to a lot of water and, yeah. uh, and they're, and they are, amazingly meticulous in their sorting mm. so the coffees go through so many levels of sorting uh-huh. and then they're constantly being raked on the drying beds uh-huh. all day every day i have i hardly ever pull quakers out of these coffees after i yeah. roast them <laughs> well it's amazing and, <laughs> and what what uh matt and i are talking about with this one of wonders out there is like when when a roaster gets green coffee uh, to roast, uh, what what we would call clean is it doesn't have many defects that would, worst case, end up making the final cup that you have in front of you taste different. And Quakers, we think, are probably uh, unripe beans, but when they're green seeds or beans that come to us as, as roasters, we can't tell that, but when they roast out, uh, they have a lighter color. Um, so if you ever see that randomly in a bag of whole beans, that's, it's called a Quaker. Um, so that's what we're talking about there. So cool. So Nila Coffee, and we'll put a link for that. And then you said Chameleon? Chameleon. Camellia, yes, like the flower. Okay, awesome. We'll put a link there too. So for 101ers out there, go and definitely check out um, those coffees. And if you are a little adventurous, I would try the one that we were talking about there um, that I probably can't pronounce. So I'm going to let uh, Matt say it one more time. Leiwa. Uh, and it's L-A-Y and then Y-W-A-R. Yeah. Yes. They're probably all good, but that's the one I've tried and it was pretty good. Matt, it's a pleasure to have you on today. Pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me, Kenneth. All right, so now you know why a brew ratio is important. Yep. And Matt was like, great guy to talk to about this because Mm -hmm. honestly, even going into it, I was thinking, I was looking at my notes and I was thinking, man, how am I going to make this like interesting and uh, oh yeah true you know because it's really because it's kind of like chemistry it is kind of like chemistry which you know for us one-on-one or geeks out there you know stuff like that's kind of fun but I was like how do you make it interesting but Matt did a really good job yeah 
I was excited that that I was that he was able to come on for for that interview. So yeah. anyway, y'all can check out uh, the coffee that they have there uh, with Nila Coffee. Nila. That's all we have for you today. I'm Kenneth Thomas, and this is Coffee 101, brought to you by Humble Coffee. Thanks for listening. Yep. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you being here with us today and every day for that matter. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we will um, catch you next time on Coffee 101. Make sure and follow, give us a rating, yes. and tell 17 people about it. 17? 17. Does that have a purpose to that number? Or is it just a number that popped into your it's head? It's a number that popped into my okay. head. All right. Love y'all. See you next time.